Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You've got your great cup of Joe and you're ready to go. I'm going to start off with a question. And I know that you can't raise your hands because this is a podcast, but hopefully you'll be able to answer this truthfully. So how many of you can look in the mirror right now and say, I am proud to be a Christian? You will be amazed to know how many people can't do that. You'll be amazed to know on how many people cannot tell the world that. They may be able to tell some of their closest friends or family members, but they can't go out in the world and tell the world about being a Christian. So today I want to look at what is a Christian because I believe it's very important for us to understand what a Christian is and to understand how to become a Christian and to know what is next after becoming a Christian. Okay, we're only two weeks away from Easter, so we're going to kind of cross over and and talk about um, the celebration of Easter uh, in this episode. But if we look at a dictionary definition of a Christian relating to or professing Christianity or its teaching, this is a great start point, but it falls short to what the biblical truth means to be a Christian. You know, the word Christian is used three times in the New Testament. Acts 11, 26, 26, 28, 1 Peter 4, 16. The followers of Jesus Christ were first called Christians in Antioch because of their behavior, their activity, and their speech were like Christ. The word Christian literally means belonging to the party of Christ or a follower of Christ. But unfortunately, over time, the word Christian has lost a great deal of significance because now it's only used by uh, highfalutin people who's in, in the religions or high moral values. And many people who do not believe or trust in Jesus Christ consider themselves Christian simply because they go to church or they live in a Christian nation. But going to church and serving those less fortunate than you or being a good person doesn't make you a Christian. Going to church does not make you a Christian either. All right. So it's very important to understand being a member of a church, attending services regularly and giving to the work of the church doesn't make you a Christian. So I can see some of you asking, well, why should I become a Christian with everything that you just laid out? You just told me going to church and doing all this doesn't make me a Christian, so why should I do that? Well, here's the reason why. Mark 10, 45, Jesus declared that he did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as ransom for many. So the question will arise, well, what do you mean by ransom? The idea of a ransom is a payment that must be paid for an exchange of the release of a person. The idea of ransom is most frequently used for kidnapping or someone who's been kidnapped or held prisoner or something of this nature. But you got to understand, Jesus paid our ransom to free us from bondage. Bondage of what, you may ask? The bondage of sin and its consequences, the physical death that follows eternal separation of God. Why did Jesus need to pay this ransom? Because we're all infected with sin and are therefore worthy of judgment of God. So how did Jesus pay for this ransom? He died on a cross as the payment of penalty of sin. Okay, so let me get into a little bit more on this. Jesus went to the cross for you and I to pay the ultimate price. He sacrificed himself 
in our place. Because we were born into sin, even during the time of Adam and Eve, we have sin in our lives. All right. And God can never look upon sin. So there was always a separation in the Old Testament. There was always a separation from God in, in the people because they had to use priests and they had to use temples and sacrifices and all of this to try to find a, a way to have that relationship with God. But then when Jesus came to the earth and he did his ministry and he turned around and he paid the price for us, then we were able to have that relationship with God. We were able to have that renewed relationship because we were washed clean by the blood of Jesus. People don't understand Jesus' sacrifice was the ultimate gift that could be given to us. I can say one of the best parts about being a Christian is knowing that my Savior loves me and I love my Savior. So now how to become a Christian. We talked about why you should become a Christian. We talked about what is Christianity. Now let's look at how to become a Christian. All right, this is the best part. Because God loves us so much, that's why. All right, familiar scripture. If you want to turn to it, John 3, 16. All right, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believed in him would never perish, but have eternal life. Number 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but be saved, but to save the world through him. Okay, becoming a Christian is very important. Even in the, the biblical times, we look at the beginning of John 3, when Jesus is, is teaching Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a, a Pharisee's man who came to talk to Jesus in the dead of night. All right. And he says, you know, he wanted to know what is this uh, deal about being saved? What is it? And Jesus says in verse three, Jesus replies, this is very truly. I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Verse four, how could someone be born again when they're old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter the second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, verily, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they've been born of water and of spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my sayings. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it, but you cannot tell where it comes from. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. That right there was that conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus where Jesus was trying to explain to him, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And it's not going into being reborn here on this earth. It's to give up the flesh, to give up the, this old dying sinful body and taking on a new body, which is in Christ. Okay. So if you're ready to become a Christian, I, I just want you to know that, that Jesus is sitting there and he's waiting for you. All right. He's wanting you to come to him. He is seeking you. And that's exciting to know, because like I said at the beginning, there is a lot of people that call themselves a Christian, but they don't believe. They call themselves a Christian because they want they go to this church because maybe their friends or their family goes there or they're a part of this group or a part of that because it is the the right thing to do is to be called a Christian. It's the cool thing to do in certain settings. But being a Christian is more, more than that. 
It's following the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's believing in him and it's turning our lives over to him. And that's what a lot of people don't want to do. They don't want to give up the things of this earth and to follow Jesus because they can't have the earthly pleasures. So if you're ready to take that next step, you're ready to become a Christian and turn your life over to Jesus, you can do it today. You can do it by listening to this podcast, do it while you're listening to this podcast, or you can do it whenever, okay? It's not me that's going to save you. It's not your parents that's going to save you, your loved ones, your spouse, your friends. None of them can save you. Only Jesus can save. And what you have to believe is you have to believe that your sins are worthy of judgment from God. And you got to understand that Jesus took your punishment upon himself and died in your place. You know, you have to understand that his death was the sacrifice to pay for our sins. And if you answer these questions with yes, and you believe in all of this, then you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus and receive him by faith and fully trust in him alone. And that's what it takes to be saved. And that's what it takes to be a Christian. So once you take that step, right? Congratulations, first and foremost, because now you are a part of a a large family, a loving family of God. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so now you're ready to to learn because we're, we're all infants in this. When we first become Christians, we're all infants and we have to grow and we have to learn and, and we are being taught. All right. First thing we do is we start reading our Bible, because one of the things here at Jesus in a cup of Joe, and I share this quite a bit is I talk about Jesus, the Bible in life, because I believe Jesus is the most relatable person hands down. There's nobody else uh, above heaven, below heaven, or on this earth that is more relatable than Jesus. And the Bible is the best instructional guide, hands down, that's ever been given to us. If you're going through something, or you've went through something, or something's coming at you, I believe in my heart that the Bible can help you get through it. You just got to dig into the living word of God. And honestly, life just happens. Life will throw you curveballs. It'll throw you everything because it's just life. But we need to understand by reading our Bible, there's no, there's numbers of Bibles out there. So don't let that confuse you with different translations in places like that. There's the New King James that has the older English. There's the NIV, which is the New Living Version. There's so many different versions. So it really depends on what your reading style is. Um, if you like the old English, uh, the King James is is good to read. If you like uh, something with a little more, more modern words, uh, the NIV or, or something of this nature. But I also would recommend this. I would recommend a study Bible. And the reason I recommend a study Bible is the fact that there's a lot of material in the Bible through the study Bible that can help you relate and understand more as you're growing. Because there is a lot to learn. There's a lot to to place together when you first turn your life over to Christ. The second thing I would tell you to do is start praying. Prayer is simply talking to God. Many believers pray, include a formal set of words that only take place during church services. But the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Um, it means we don't have to do a formal setting. All right. You have a relationship with God. You can talk to God because he is your best friend. He is your heavenly father. He is everything that you need. You can talk to him because whatever is on your heart, he already knows about. And people are afraid of praying. They're afraid of 
trying to to have that relationship with God because some of them have told me, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid to say this. I'm a, I'm afraid to do that. I'm afraid somebody who will see me and laugh. Quit worrying about that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You have a one-on-one relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the perfect opportunity at all times to talk to your heavenly father and just speak with him. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you can go to him anytime and just believe and speak to him. All right. So the third thing as being a new Christian is to be baptized because baptism is a symbol of your new life in Christ to proclaim that you committed your life to Jesus. Even Jesus was baptized and he called all of his followers to be baptized. Baptisms are practice and it should be the the first thing followers do um, once they become Christians. Now, this is usually the leaders of the church will perform baptism. So local pastors or local church leaders will be more than happy to, to speak with you about baptism to ex- if you express interest. Now, I'm not telling everybody that you got to go run here and run there. You do what's comfortable for you. I'm simply saying a lot of churches are uh, willing and able to accept people to, to baptize them. All right. The fourth thing is build that relationship with other Christians. Because the Christian life is designed to be enjoyed with others. Jesus vested much of his ministry within his 12 disciples and his closest friends. Likewise, he calls us to live in a community with one another. The New Testament has over 50 uh, one another verses that refers to loving one another, serving one another, encouraging one another, and praying for one another. Each of these commands are required as a relationship with other Christians. The fifth thing is to help others, all right, because we're we're called to follow and be an example of Jesus. Jesus went out and helped others. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go out here and you're going to perform miracles and you're going to, to heal people and all of this. It's simply going out here and helping your neighbor, loving your neighbor, helping them, and helping people when they're in need. That's something that this world doesn't do a whole lot of right now because People are in need, they're hurting, but there ain't a lot of people around to help them because everybody's so worried about themselves that they're not really worried about their neighbors. So the question then relies of when's the last time you sat and you talked with your neighbor? Maybe your neighbor to the left of you or to the right of you. When have you sat and never talked to him or stood out in the yard and asked him, hey, how are you doing? Because this is also a great time to be able to start that, that communication with them And once you could see that the communication lines are open, you may be able to express, hey, um, I want to share Jesus with you. I want to, you know, tell you about Christ. And they may be a believer in Christ or they may not be. They may shut you down. They may be open and accepting. You have to kind of take it. It's like an ebb and flow of the waves. So don't get discouraged the first time you get out there and you try to share um, your faith and your and you witness to others about what happened to you when you came to Christ and they shut you down. That will happen. It is discouraging, but I'm, I'm trying to give you the heads up. Don't let it discourage you. Okay. So on the, the sixth thing is, like I said, to go tell people about your faith. This is a time of celebration because you are a new person in Christ. You are a new believer you are a child of God's, and it's time to get out there and get excited and to tell people about Jesus. So that's what it's like to be a Christian, how to become a Christian, and what do you do after you become a Christian? 
And like I said, there are people probably listening to this podcast that don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some that do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you today, all right, the only way to heaven is believe in Jesus and to have him as your savior. There's no other way that you can ever get to heaven because if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't turn your life over to the Lord and accept him as your savior, there is a place you'll go, ladies and gentlemen. It's called hell and hell is real. I know a lot of churches don't like to talk about it these days. And I know every time I mention that, I usually get my voicemails and my inboxes on my email blowing up from people being upset. But I'm here to tell you, churches do good at what churches do, all right? But not a whole lot of churches want to preach hell behind the pulpit because they don't want to offend the congregation. I'm here to tell you, heaven is real. Hell is real. The world needs to know about hell because our job is to go out here and tell the lost and dying world about our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have a job to do. We have been charged to do that job. And if we don't, then we are not following what Jesus wants us to do. So I hope you guys got something out of this today. Like I said, I know I threw a little bit at you from from all different angles. But to be called a Christian, to be called that to me is a badge of honor. Even though it was designed way back then as a a way to slander on people or to be um, a word to throw at new believers to make fun of them. I call it a badge of, of honor and, and to wear it because I am a proud Christian. I don't always live like Christ. I fail constantly, but I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you, thank you, Lord, that I can go to Jesus anytime and ask for forgiveness and to be able to call upon his sweet, powerful name. And see, and that's something else I didn't really get into, and I may have to do it on the next episode, is the power of prayer, okay? So I may have to do an episode uh, about the power of prayer because there is power in the prayer of calling out to Jesus. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening today, and I hope and pray that Jesus blesses each and every one of you. I really do. And if you're new to listening to this podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for, for listening. But if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day for you. This is your opportunity that Jesus may be calling out, reaching out to you. This is your opportunity to reach out and accept him. Okay. So as always, I want to encourage you guys to go to our social media pages. Go to our website, jesusandacupofjoe.com. Um, subscribe, follow, and share. Subscribe, follow, and share. Right, go to all of our media pages and you know, you communicate with me anytime that you want to. But hey, until we meet again, you always start your day with Jesus and the Cup of Joe. God bless. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift? I'm not sure what to do. Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73? They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So why don't you check them out? Artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order. 